Hare Krishna, so we are continuing Life Comes From Life by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And this is Shravanam Diaries Podcast and I am your host, Sulalita Devidasi. We are starting the 10th morning walk, recorded on May 14th, 1973 in Cheviot Hills Park, Los Angeles. Srila Prabhupada is accompanied by Dr. Singh and other students. First section, the scientist's mistake. Srila Prabhupada. The scientist's mistake is that they are ignorant of the two energies, material and spiritual. They say that everything is material and that everything emanates from matter. The effect in their theories is that they begin from matter instead of spirit. Since matter comes from spirit, in a sense everything is spiritual. Spiritual energy is the source and can exist without the material energy. But the material energy has no existence without the spiritual energy. It is correct to say that darkness begins from light, not that light begins from darkness. Scientists think that consciousness comes from matter. Actually, consciousness already exists, but when it is covered or degraded by ignorance, it is a form of unconsciousness. So, material means forgetfulness of Krishna and spiritual means full consciousness of Krishna. Is this clear? Try to understand. Darkness comes from light. When no light is visible, then we are in darkness. Clouds are not to be found in the sun. That would be against the nature of the sun. But by the energy of the sun, Other things are temporarily created, such as mist, clouds or darkness. These creations are temporary, but the sun remains. Similarly, material nature is temporary, but spiritual nature is permanent. Krishna consciousness means getting out of this temporary nature and attaining a permanent spiritual nature. No one actually wants this temporary nature. No one likes this cloudy atmosphere. Dr. Singh, is this cloudy consciousness created from spiritual energy? Srila Prabhupada, yes. Dr. Singh, and matter is also created from the superior energy? Srila Prabhupada, Aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam pravartate. Krishna says, I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 8.10 Krishna is the creator of everything, bad and good. Actually, bad and good is a material creation. Krishna's creation is good, God is good, what you think is bad is good for God. 
Therefore, we cannot understand Krishna. He is doing something that in our consideration may be bad, but for him there is no such thing as good or bad. For example, Krishna married 16,000 wives. Some people may criticize, ah, he is so mad after women, but they do not see the whole picture. Krishna's power is so great that he expanded himself into 16,000 different husbands. Next section, in quotes, everything is one, is nonsense. Mm -hmm. Dr. Singh, you said this mist of material nature is temporary, but why should we bother to disentangle ourselves from something transitory? Srila Prabhupada Why do you put coverings on your body? You may walk naked. The weather will clear in a few hours. Why do you cover yourself? Dr. Singh The danger is now. Srila Prabhupada Whenever it may be, why do you take the step of covering your body. Dr. Singh, to avoid discomfort. Srila Prabhupada, yes. Otherwise, you would be uncomfortable. Not to bother to dress is the Mayavada philosophy. Everything will come automatically, so why bother? Everything is one. That is a nonsensical theory. The Mayavada philosophy is that God is one and that everything and every living being is equal to God. We have no quarrel with the chemists if they begin from life. But unfortunately, they say that everything begins from darkness, from dead matter. That is what we object to. We say, begin from life. Begin from life. And they say, no, begin from matter darkness. The reason they are in darkness is simple. If one goes from darkness to light, he thinks that darkness is the beginning. Suppose you have been in darkness all your life and now you suddenly come into the light. You think, oh, light has come from darkness. Actually, darkness occurs when light becomes dim. Darkness does not produce light. Dr. Singh, then darkness is dependent on light. Srila Prabhupada, yes. Or, in other words, in the light there is no darkness. When the light is dim, then we experience darkness. Similarly, when our spiritual consciousness or Krishna consciousness is dim, our consciousness is material. In the morning we awaken and at the end of the day we become tired and go to sleep. When life is somehow or other interrupted, we sleep. We sleep at night and when we get up in the morning we understand that our wakefulness wakefulness, our life, has not come into existence from the sleepy condition. I was alive even when I slept, 
and on awakening I am still alive. This should be clearly understood. A baby comes from the womb of his mother, he thinks that his life has begun from the day he comes out of the womb. But that is not a fact. Actually, he is eternal. He constructed his material body within the womb of his mother while he was unconscious. And as soon as his bodily features were sufficiently developed, he came out of the womb and again to consciousness. Dr. Singh And he again falls asleep at death. Shall Prabhupada? Yes. That is described in Bhagavad Gita 8.19. Bhuta gramaksa evayam bhutva bhutva praliyate ratyagame vashakpartha prabhavatyaharagame. Quote, again and again the day comes, and this host of beings is active, and again night falls, O Partha, and they are helplessly dissolved. Hmm. Next section is entitled, We are not these bodies. Srila Prabhupada Do you see this flower? It has come back to consciousness and soon it will dry up and die. This is material life. But spiritual life means to flower only, no dissolution. That is the difference between matter and spirit. I have achieved this body according to my consciousness in my last life, and I will receive my next body according to my consciousness in this life. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 8.6. Yam yam vapi smaran bhavam, tyajantyante kalivaram, tam tam evaiti kaunteya, sadatad bhava bhavita. Quote, whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail. Unquote. Dr. Singh Srila Prabhupada, if our next body is always achieved by our consciousness in this life, how is it that I cannot remember my previous life? Srila Prabhupada Do you remember everything you did last year or even yesterday? Dr. Singh, no, I don't. Srila Prabhupada, that is your nature, you forget. Dr. Singh, some things. Srila Prabhupada, and somebody forgets more than others, but we all forget. Dr. Singh, is that a principle of material life, material nature? Is that a principle of material nature? Srila Prabhupada Yes, it is something like stealing. Somebody is a pickpocket and somebody is a bank robber. Robber. But both of them are stealing. Mm, Dr. Singh When we dream, are we being carried away by the subtle elements? 
Srila Prabhupada. You are being carried away by nature. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 3.27 Prakrite kriyamanani gunaih karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudhatma kartaham itimanyate Quote, the bewildered spirit soul under the influence of the three modes of material nature thinks himself to be the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by nature. Unquote. We forget our real identity because we are under the grip of material nature. The first lesson in spiritual life is that we are not these bodies, but eternal souls, eternal spirit souls. Once you were a child, now you are a grown man. Where is your childhood body? That body doesn't exist, but you still exist because you are eternal. The circumstantial body has changed but you have not changed. This is the proof of eternality. You remember that you did certain things yesterday and certain things today, but you forget other things. Your body of yesterday is not today's body. Do you admit, admit or not? You cannot say that today is the 13th of May 1973. You cannot say that today is yesterday. The 13th was yesterday. The day has changed. But you remember yesterday. And that remembrance is evidence of your eternality. The body has changed. But you remember it. Therefore you are eternal. Although the body is temporary. This proof is very simple. Even a child can understand it. Is it difficult to understand? Next section, changing bodies. Dr. Singh, people want more proof. <laughs> what more is required? The eternality of the soul is a simple fact. I am an eternal soul. My body is changing, but I am not changing. For example, I am now an old man. Sometimes I think, oh, I used to jump and play, but now I cannot jump because my body has changed. I want to jump, but I cannot do it. That jumping propensity is eternal, but because of my old body, I cannot do it. Haribo! <laughs> Dr. Singh Opponents will say that according to their observation, the nature of consciousness is that it lasts for only one body. That is foolishness. In Bhagavad Gita 2.13, Krishna explains. Quote. As the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at death. The self-realized soul is not bewildered 
by such a change. Unquote. Just as this body is always changing, as I can see in my daily experience, there is a similar change at the time of death. Dr. Singh, but according to the scientists, we cannot actually observe this last change. Srila Prabhupada, their eyes are so imperfect that they cannot observe many, many things. Their ignorance does not make the Bhagavad Gita unscientific. Why don't the scientists admit the imperfection of their senses? They must first admit the imperfection of their senses. Their seeing power does not determine what is and what is not science. Dogs cannot understand the laws of nature. Does that mean the laws of nature don't exist? Dr. Singh, well, the scientists admit that argument, but they say the way to become perfect is through objective information and experience. Srila Prabhupada, no, that is not the way to become perfect. No one can become perfect through imperfect thinking, and our thinking must be imperfect because our senses and minds are imperfect. Dr. Singh, Srila Prabhupada, another question can be raised. Is it possible that the soul may accept three, four or five bodies and then die? Srila Prabhupada, you are accepting millions of bodies. I say that your body of yesterday is not your body of today. So if you live for 100 years, how many times have you changed bodies? Just calculate. Dr. Singh, 13. Srila Prabhupada, why 13? Dr. Singh, medical science says that all the bodily cells are replaced every 7 years. Srila Prabhupada, no, not every 7 years, every second. Every second, the, the blood... Uh, corpse, corpus, sorry, excuse me, what? The blood corpuscles? I'm so sorry. Corpuscles, corpuscles are changing. Um, is it not so? Dr. Singh, yes. Shala Prabhupada. And as soon as the blood corpuscles change, you change your body. Dr. Singh. In scientific terminology, can the eternality of the soul be compared to conservation of energy? Srila Prabhupada, there is no question of the conservation of energy because energy is always existing. Dr. Singh, but according to scientific terminology, the law of conservation of energy is that energy cannot be created or destroyed which means, I think, that it is eternal. Srila Prabhupada, oh yes, that we admit. Krishna is eternal, therefore all his energies are eternal. Dr. Singh, is that why the living entity is also eternal? Srila Prabhupada, yes. If the sun is eternal, its energies, heat and light are also eternal. Dr. Singh, does it follow from this then that life cannot be created or destroyed? 
Shiva Prabhupada, yes, life is eternal. It is not created or destroyed. It is only temporarily covered. I am eternal, but last night I was covered by sleep. So I think in terms of yesterday and today. This is the condition of the material world. Next section is called Everything is Spiritual. Mm -hmm. Dr. Singh, is material consciousness the absence of Krishna consciousness? Srila Prabhupada, yes. Dr. Singh, and when there is Krishna consciousness, where is material nature? Srila Prabhupada, if you continue in Krishna consciousness, you will see nothing is material. When you offer a flower to Krishna, it is not material. Krishna will not accept anything material. And this does not mean that the flower is material on the bush. And then it becomes spiritual when you offer it to Krishna. No. The flower is material only as long as you think that it is made of for your enjoyment. <laughs> Look at that. The flower is material only as long as you think that it is made for your enjoyment. But as soon as you see that it is for Krishna's enjoyment, you see it as it really is. Spiritual. Okay, I want to make a post. We'll put a beautiful flower and this quotation there. That's beautiful. Dr. Singh. So the entire world is actually spiritual. Srila Prabhupada. Yes. Therefore, we want to engage everything in Krishna service. That is the spiritual world. Dr. Singh. Can we also appreciate Krishna's creation in that light? For example, we can think, can we think, this tree is very beautiful because it is Krishna's property. Srila Prabhupada. Yes, that is Krishna consciousness. Dr. Singh. If someone looks at the deity of Krishna in the temple and thinks that it is only stone or wood, what does that mean? Srila Prabhupada. He is ignorant of the facts. How can the deity be material? Stone is also Krishna's energy. Just as electric energy is everywhere, but only the electricians know how to utilize it. So Krishna is everywhere, even in stone, but only his devotees know how to utilize stone to appreciate Krishna. The devotees know that stone cannot exist outside of Krishna. Therefore, when the devotees see the deity, they say, here is Krishna. They see the real oneness of Krishna and his energy. Next section is called simultaneously one and different. Mm -hmm. Dr. Singh, is it true that Krishna conscious persons perceive Krishna in a plain stone as much as in the deity carved 
from stone. Shila Prabhupada, yes. Dr. Singh, just as much? Shila Prabhupada, yes, why not? In the Bhagavad Gita 9.4, Krishna says, Maya tatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina matthani sarvabhutani nachaham teshvavasthitaha This means that Krishna's energy, that is, Krishna in his partially manifested form, pervades every atom of the universe. But his fully manifested personal form is present in the deity shaped according to his directions. This is the philosophy of Achintya Bheda Bheda Tattva, the simultaneous oneness and difference of God and his energies. For example, when the sunshine is in your room, that does not mean the sun itself is in your room. The sun and its separated energies like heat and light are one in quality but different in quantity. Dr. Singh, but still you say that one can see Krishna in ordinary stone. Srila Prabhupada, yes, why not? We see the stone as Krishna's energy. Dr. Singh, but can we worship him within the stone? Srila Prabhupada, we can worship him through his energy in the stone, but we cannot worship the stone as Krishna. We cannot worship this bench as Krishna. But we can worship everything because we see everything as Krishna's energy. This tree is worshipable because both Krishna and his energy are worshipable. But this doesn't mean we worship the tree in the same way as we worship the deity of Krishna in the temple. In my childhood, I was taught by my parents never to waste Krishna's energy. They taught me that if even a small grain of rice was stuck between the floorboards, I should pick it up, touch it to my forehead, and eat it to save it from being wasted. I was taught how to see everything in relation to Krishna. That is Krishna consciousness. We therefore do not like to see anything wasted or misused. We are teaching our disciples how to use everything for Krishna and how to understand that everything is Krishna. As Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 6.30 Yomam pasyati sarvatra sarvam chamai pasyati tasyaham na pranashyami sachame na pranashyati Quote, for one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. Unquote. Oh, that's such a beautiful quote to conclude. All right, so we have concluded the 10th morning walk conversation, and tomorrow we shall read the 11th, and the topics will be 
detecting the spirit soul, modern science help or harm the illusion of progress and yes so the link to this book is in the description please read it along with us and share it with your friends and especially your friends scientists and thank you so much for tuning in today we shall see you tomorrow Hare krishna